It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, you, you hear that? That's momentum, baby. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am, I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. I got to tell you about LinkedIn. Thank you to LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And happy Cruton Thursday to all who celebrate. John Garcia with Sports Illustrated joining us to recap the massive Massive news that Auburn received yesterday as they picked up the commitment from four-star edge from Louisiana, Ashley Williams. John Williams was previously committed to Nebraska. He announced that he decommitted from Nebraska while he was attending Big Cat Weekend. Then it seemed like it was Auburn's uh, race to lose and then obviously adding him. What do you like about a guy like Ashley Williams? Oh, there's a lot, Zach. I I think there's a whole lot of roles he could eventually fill in the front seven for Auburn one day. I think right now he profiles as a legitimate classic edge, right? Kind of like we talked about with Wilkie Denaud. So now Mm -hmm. you pair those guys together, always important in building a future front seven. But unlike Wilkie, this is 6-5-6-6. This is a whole different frame to work with. So he could stay trim and play on the outside, but, you know, just general growing upness and SEC strength conditioning and nutrition thrown in, you think that he's got some hand-in-the-dirt front side ability as well, which is so important to pair with your smaller, twitchier edge rusher. So I think he has that type of frame for down the line as well. Uh, so floor-level pass rusher, absolutely electric, productive state championship pass rusher, all very important things. But long-term, when you look at the ceiling, this is a player who could be, you know, pushing the pocket from the interior or the immediate edge of the defense or the offense, I should say, where he's inside on an offensive tackle as opposed to just try to be trying to beat him outside. So you bring more positional versatility than any defensive player you've got committed to date, which is really important in the SEC because one day you're facing Ole Miss, yeah. and the next day you're you're you know you're going up against Arkansas that wants to you know pound it on the inside. So sure. you need that scheme versatile player up front, and, and this is exactly that uh, at the right time for Auburn as well. Yeah, I mean it seems like he does everything you want an edge or you know a weak side rusher to do. I mean his first step is electric. His arm length, he's so good at creating separation with that push uh, push off and using his hands. I mean, he, he seems almost like a, a plug-and-play type guy, which I think is interesting because in, in a lot of his exit interviews from Big Cat, he talked about the importance of early playing time, getting on the field early. You and I talked about this for weeks, about how eventually that sales pitch is going to resonate with some guys. And it sounds like it's resonated both with Wilkie Denod last week and now, of course, Ashley Williams. You know, it, it, 
it's something that you can always sell and, and executing that sell is really important when you're trying to turn things around. But, but again, we expect Auburn to always be good on defense. Yeah. So you, you still have to go and compete with, with the big boy schools to, to win these battles. And, and look, flipping a kid committed to Nebraska might not optically play certainly well uh, compared to flipping a kid, you know, going to Florida or Georgia or something like that. But this is a Louisiana kid, uh, and, and Nebraska's got a ton of Louisiana ties on that coaching staff, and he had just committed like three weeks ago. So yeah. this is a kid who thought he was done, takes the Big Cat visit, and again, you get that emphasis of why Big Cat is always a marker in the offseason recruiting calendar. This is the first tangible 2023 win, of course, because more feel like it's on the way in this cycle, but this is a heck of a way to start it because I, I think you're, you're bringing in – an elite player from an elite state in terms of fertile recruiting production yeah. and you're winning head-to-head battles there after he decommitted he actually picked up a few offers so his recruitment was kind of on the way up as he flips from nebraska to auburn so getting that part solidified feels really big almost ahead of his recruitment continuing to ascend. You kind of nip it in the bud just as he's getting hot, if you will. So I think that timing is really important for Auburn here uh, as well. But I just I just love the on-field floor and ceiling of this kid. Uh, I think he's a bigger Derek Hall type maybe. Okay. And, and I think any Auburn fan would probably jump right into that boat uh, from a positional projection standpoint with, with Ashley Williams. So I, I think this is a really important get again, productive 14 sacks mm-hmm. last year on a state title team that knew he was, you know, he was the guy off the edge, but not just a pass rusher either. I think that we can get buried in that because he's so long and it just looks the part so well. I seen to make plays in space against small running backs. I mean, this is a truly athletic prospect that you're probably not going to ask to go into coverage a ton, right. but he does have that capability, at least on the front end of his collegiate career, because we do expect him to put on some good weight. Yeah, and that'll be what's interesting, and you kind of hinted at it already. How do they use him? Do they potentially ever see him being in space, and so then maybe you keep him as lean as possible, or do you potentially move him inside like you did? Um, He won't be as big as a Marlon Davidson, but as far as being able to... I him too, yeah. Really? I mean, I don't think he can hit 270. I think it's what Marlon played at. But, like, uh, just looking at his frame, like, he's 225 right now, supposedly. Like, this guy could get to 250 easy, it seems like. Yeah, he might be 250 by the time he gets to Auburn. Sure, yeah. Still home of the year of high school ball ahead of him up at, at Zachary High School in Louisiana. So... Yeah, the teammate of Bama commit Eli Holstein, by the way. So a little Iron Bowl, okay. a Iron Bowl in Louisiana stuff. But we won't talk about. We won't see that a whole lot on sure. the recruiting trail. But yeah, that that height is legitimate. You know, six five, six six. So yeah, he's got the frame to easily play two forty plus. You know, maybe at the end of the season, and then you see where he is when he gets to to the plains for good. But you know, I I really like this prospect. Again, the timing here is as good as it gets for Auburn. We, we've been clamoring for some Auburn momentum on the trail. I just did the SEC show, and he's like, what about Auburn? Uh, and, you know, I didn't think – Gordy yes, actually asked you about Auburn? Gordy asked you about Auburn. I'm shocked. He did. He did. And I, uh, you know, I said, look, things are picking up. Not not all in 23, but they're picking up. We just got to see where it goes from here. But, but I did say there were some kids coming off the board here pretty soon. Yeah. Didn't know Williams would pop, like, right when we finished recording. But – that is uh, the fun of, of doing these shows. But, yeah, big. no matter when you talk about it, a big, big pickup for Auburn. Yeah, I was told this morning, I was like, uh, Ashley Williams in one hour. And I'm like, 
Gosh, I hope that actually happens before uh, I record with John. I really hope that happens. And fortunately, uh, fortunately, it did. All right, I want to get John's thoughts on Auburn's class as a whole. Now up to six. Six commits. Where they currently rank and what it means moving forward. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you have not tried Built Bar Puffs yet, I don't know what you're doing. So many folks message me of like, man, I've almost ordered Built Bars a million times. I don't know what you're waiting for. If you enjoy this show, one, support them because it supports us. But also, look, we all have cravings late at night that you, know, you want something sweet. And like everything you look at is like 800 calories or more. Built Bars, they're all like less than 200 total calories. They're high in protein. It's going to curb your cravings. And they are good for you. You don't have to feel guilty about it. They're all covered 100% in chocolate. They've got that marshmallow texture inside. If you go with the Built Puff option, you'll thank yourself. Seriously. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, John. So in the last uh, the last week or so, they had two edge rushers. And so Auburn sits at six hard commits for the class of 2023 Still, I mean, obviously, you need more dudes, but all four stars, which you got to like, their average player ranking, depending on where you look, is really, really good. Um, it seems like Connor Liu later this week is a strong possibility. Seems like J.C. Hart uh, in, a few, uh, in, in a few days, possibly, uh, is a strong possibility. Is Auburn catching up to where they need to be, or are they still really far behind in your mind? You, know, you you got to take one step at a time, right? Yeah, this sure. is this is recruiting. There's not a whole lot of recruits that are aware of, hey, let, let me be the guy that spark momentum. It, it's it's not as simple as as we make it out to be sometimes. Sure. Um, but yeah, look, slow start. You need volume. That that's very clear. But the quality is there. The quantity is theoretically coming, uh, and it's the right time for this, right? Auburn. Look, Brian Harson knows. A lot of this is going to be dictated on the field, right? You know, can, can you can you reverse some perception on the field that that is going to play importantly? And we're now kind of to that point, right? So I think it was about not I don't want to say surviving the off season, but just getting to big cat, getting to the point where you could settle things on the field and allow the schedule and these home games. Because my gosh, the SEC West is always crazy. Right? We we know Auburn's the only team that has to play Bama and Georgia every year, so that's thrown in there too. Yeah. That that stuff will will help the Tigers. I mean, everybody knows Jordan Hare is great. The, the atmosphere, all that stuff, will only help boost things going forward. Just like we saw with Big Cat Weekend. So I think a lot of it was getting to this point. Um, but yeah, the momentum is is coming. Um, JC Hart, like you said, I mean, my gosh, when the kid says I'm looking for a home feeling, well, what about the school that's that's in your yeah. city limits? Yeah, you throw know, a that, rock and hit it, JC. Right. Yeah, that that certainly helps. Uh, Connor Lou would be a huge get, not not only positionally because we know O line is a huge yeah. need in general for the Tigers, but optically. I mean, this is Georgia, Miami, you know, two teams that are are kind of hot on the trail right now, involved uh, with this kid, Texas A and M. I think one of the contenders there as do, well. Do you have so, a feeling for him, John? Do you have a feeling for Connor Lou supposed to commit 
I guess when most of you listen to this on Thursday, it'll be tomorrow. He's committing Friday. I was in the Georgia grouping for him a little while ago, right? They had lost the interior kid to Alabama, uh, mm-hmm. McKeldery, the, the Aniston kid. So I see, felt like they needed uh, to rebound there. So I was I was starting my thought process there. Miami started to increase confidence, but so has Auburn here. So I think this is more of a Miami versus Auburn type of battle. Um, and I think Miami's got more interior guys already on board. So from Lou's perspective – I think the door feels more open at a school like Auburn, and, and certainly there's some buzz there for the Tigers as, as we record this. So I'm kind of leaning that way just a little bit, uh, but I think he's done a pretty good job of, of keeping things pretty close to the vest because it's shifted. When it shifts like this this late in the game, that's yeah. usually an indicator that the kid did a pretty good job. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that would be a huge get, out-of-state get. Uh, for the Tigers, really important um, going forward. And, and then, yeah, JC, a couple other guys are – pretty close to making their own uh, decisions in this this class of 2023. So any momentum at any time feels good, but especially for the Tigers ahead of the season where you know things are going to start to potentially take care of themselves. So I think it's a really good time to start to pick things up on the trail and, and remind folks that, hey, there's still four months until yeah. National Signing Day. So th- right. that's really when it counts the very most. And, and we already talked about on here that the season will not only – play itself out for Auburn on the field, but same thing for these kids in high school. You know, some of these kids are going to raise or, or lose some stock based on where they sit on these various college boards right now. And Auburn's, you know, got more room than, than most. Right. Is Lou, I know he's listed as an interior offensive lineman. Is he strictly a guard or could he potentially play center at the next? I, I don't level? know how much snapping experience I've, I've seen on tape with him. Yeah. Uh, but that would be something that would would certainly increase his value there. Uh, you know, I do know he comes from a really good program uh, that has moved him around a little bit. So I'm not sure if if he's adding center and snapping to the repertoire there. Sure. Um, but obviously, if he does, that that's even more advantageous for his own value within a commitment list like Auburn's or Miami's if it goes uh, that way, uh, but certainly maximizes his value once he actually gets to campus because a lot of kids, a lot of kids don't snap, but we see a lot of staffs recruiting centers mm-hmm. and tackles. And then you just move some tackles to guard as, as you see fit once they get to campus. So yeah, that certainly provides a whole different perspective if, if he can snap. Let, let's stay on the topic of, of offensive linemen and I guess Georgia offensive linemen. <laughs> I mean, the, the story of Big Cat was, oh, my goodness, are they going to pull off the flip for Bo Hughley? That, I mean, that's what everybody was. Yeah, Auburn got two 2024 commits. Everybody's like, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. Are we going to flip Bo Hughley? That, I mean, that's what message boards were. Message boards were going crazy. The Locked on Auburn Discord was going crazy. Um, and some predictions came out, right? Some folks that cover the Auburn uh, recruiting beat really closely, um, put commitments that the flip would happen. It hasn't happened yet, but it certainly seems like it's trending that direction, John. Are you hearing anything about this? Well, this is what, the second or third visit to Auburn this offseason for Bo, which is, again, the first school he brought up to me when I saw him earlier this spring, uh, just talking about the future of of his recruitment, despite that Georgia commitment. And, And look, it makes sense, right? I mean, Georgia is a little bit in a fluctuation stage, I would say, with the offensive line. You transition offensive line coaches. The coach he committed to is is no longer there. The scheme is changing a little bit at Georgia, at least in theory. So the door just felt open on multiple angles with Bo. And we know Auburn is all in on the Langston Hughes crew uh, of prospects. Already got one on board. You're you're looking for more. Jelani Thurman, Aaron Norland, and certainly Bo 
in, in that conversation. I, I was checking in with some Georgia sources last week, really on the Connor Lou front, because like I, I said, I heard some buzz there. And before they gave me the Lou response, I got the Bo Hughley response of, you know, well, first they need to hold on to Bo. So okay. that tells you that that momentum is, is legitimately real uh, on the offensive line front. I do think that, again, it's just a transitional time for, for uh, I was going to say for Auburn, but for Georgia on the offensive line front. Everything else seems so stable and so expected at UGA except for that grouping. And I think we've seen a combination of Georgia – struggling through the transition different types of targets and styles relative to the to the old coach versus the new coach and that that creates a bit of a log jam at times and i think there's an opportunity for programs to take advantage of it i, I thought bo would try to get down to florida florida state to compare to auburn if he does want to move on from uga but it really does appear like uh even with tennessee's overtures that georgia and, and auburn are going to be kind of the final two for him and you can kind of sense a back and forth uh, in that regard there as well. But getting him in for Big Cat, I thought, was as big of a visitor as you had because he's a tackle. <laughs> it's, it sounds simple, but yeah. that is the biggest positional need for, for the Tigers by by a very wide margin. Quarterback's in there too, but I think tackle more important in terms of volume here going forward. Yeah, and you could have said that last year. You could have said it the year before. You could have said it the year before that. And also, you'll be able to say it again next year, John, unless something changes. So, yeah, that I mean, it's a big one. It's a big one. And once again, you know, the, the path to playing time, and I'm not going to act like I know George's offensive line situation, but I'm just assuming here. I mean, the path to playing time, I mean, he can yeah. compete for starting reps um, as a true freshman in the SEC just because there's nobody else there after this season. I mean, there's going to be an exodus from the offensive line. All from, you know, Nick Brahms, the center, to, to the tackles. And, heck, both guards may be gone, too. One will run out of eligibility, and Keandre Jones may be a draft pick. It's like Auburn may be replacing all five offensive linemen next year. Yeah, not the best position to be in, uh, but certainly <laughs> no. something you can sell on the recruiting trail. Yeah, Georgia brought in a really nice O-line class last year. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, naturally that path a little bit clearer at Auburn. And, again, kids, once they sit down and can see it, it, it just kind of hits differently. And, and just like with Ashley Williams, when you flip a kid, it, it hits differently on the momentum and, yeah. and, and recruiting feel vibes as well. So I think that would be, again, about as big optically as it would get for, for Auburn, which could certainly use continued momentum on, on those fronts. Yeah, so Auburn in the composite rankings jumped up 10 spots. They were 73. Adding Williams jumped them up to 63 overall. And... The way they do rankings, I think, is a little inaccurate. I understand there's no, like, perfect way to do it um, because there's just the numbers of it all. But, like, there are folks in front of them that have, like, 18 three-stars. And it's like, <laughs> I'd much rather have Auburn's guys than, you know, just 18 three-stars. Am I off on that? No, not at all. And I think the numbers, and this is why we do it subjectively at SI, the numbers aren't what they used to be. You used to just say... Everyone's signing 25 guys, mm -hmm. so who's got the best group, right? It used to be subjectively that simple. Well, now with the portal right. and all these tweaked approaches from a roster management standpoint, it's not apples to apples. Uh, even year to year, it, it could change, right? right? Last year, like Ole Miss, for example, signs this, this nice combination of portal and high school guys. This year, they, they're like Auburn, like very small numbers, but high quality there. And Kiffin is good with that. Yeah. So I think that's something you have to look at and consider 
in these rankings. I think, you know, SI's rankings dropped this week. I think two teams in there have like 11 or 12 commits. And schools with 20 weren't listed in the top 25. But, yeah, it's it's more quality over quantity. Now, there has to be a floor from a volume standpoint. I think double digits is maybe that floor mm-hmm. uh, from how I look at it. But, yeah, that, that stuff will take care of itself as the cycle rolls on. But, yeah, a lot of teams are going to sign 15, 16, 18 guys, and you can't dock them for that, especially if it's part of their plan. If they're still addressing team needs, they still have star power, premium position guys, all the stuff we really love – to weigh heavily, uh, it still should, you know, project as a really strong class. And if Auburn continues on that front, then they'll be in the top 25 as well. All right, let's spend a, a few seconds here talking about the 2024 commits that Auburn landed and, and John's thoughts on just the quarterback situation moving forward right here on Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Want to encourage folks to check out the Locked On Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast app. John, so Auburn lands um, Amon Lane, three-star corner from Moody, Alabama. Also, Adrian Posse, the, the, the massive quarterback. And really going into the weekend, there was a lot of talk about Aaron Nolan, who you mentioned a second ago with the Langston Hughes group, about him committing. That didn't happen. It sounds like he's perfectly okay with it being a two-quarterback class. Are you buying that? I am. It's early. Yeah. It's early for the cl- the, the class of 24. Uh, a lot of things can and will change with that group. And again, we, we talked about this at tackle. There's there's a path here. Uh, Auburn's got a log jam at the top of the quarterback depth chart with these, these guys with college experience and limited uh, eligibility. So we know something's got to give with that crew. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's Holden Garner, and that's it. So I, I think in that regard – you like where you stand. And I think stylistically between air and Adrian, you know, double a batteries, if they commit, I'm waiting to tweet that. Oh man, uh, that'd be great. Totally different, totally different styles. Adrian is old school pocket, massive kind of kid. Think like Brock Osweiler. This kid's six, five, two Brock Osweiler. A, Hadn't heard that name in a second. <laughs> traditional offense in high school that is kind of run heavy. So he's a bit more developmental from a new age, modern perspective. Now the arm is a rocket. I mean, just when he's on, he can push that thing 40 yards, no problem on a rope, but the developmental stuff is is still there with him. Air, as his name suggests, seven on seven guys, spread quarterback, can move, mobile, just a totally different snap wrist thrower compared uh, to to what Adrian Posse uh, presents. So I do think when you do bring in two quarterbacks, you got to have a little bit of variance there. You want two different styles of quarterback. So I think in that regard, yeah, I, I don't think he should be concerned or starting to look at Auburn as a door that is closed. And also on top of that, Zach, mm-hmm. the time, the time between now and signing day 2024, you're Forever. talking early December. I mean, that's what, 16 months without me being a math major. That's a long time 
for quarterback boards, coaching staffs, all that stuff to, to change and be flipped on its head. So I think in that regard, it makes a lot of sense for him to keep Auburn in it as well. And he's got a unique group of schools after him, right? West Virginia. Yeah. He's a Duke Vandy guy, high academic kid. I mean, it's, it's an unusual group of schools mm-hmm. for a kid from Atlanta. So I do think uh, that there's some some Auburn uh, juice still with, with this kid. Uh, he did make the visit. You know, he, he was was there with the crew, as you mentioned. So I think all that stuff is still in front of Auburn. Uh, and he'll cut his list down here pretty soon. And Auburn will make that cut. I, I will make a bold prediction and sure. say they'll make that cut, and you go from there. So maybe he just wasn't as close to to making that final call as as maybe we thought going into the weekend. Yeah, John. Before we let you go, tell us about SI. You you, you guys put out the class rankings, and I know the SI ninety nine is coming out soon. Give us a give us a little heads up on on when folks can expect to see that. Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday, uh, August 9th, the SI-99 preseason rankings will drop. So the top 99 recruits in the country based on college projection, a little bit different than, than some of the others in the recruiting game will will drop. It'll be public, it'll be fun, and it'll be very different than some of the lists that are currently out there right now. So we certainly look forward uh, to uh, catching up on that front uh, for all these schools. Auburn will be represented on that list there as well. So yeah, check back in next week. Uh, class rankings out now. They'll be updated every month. And the SI99 will, of course, be uh, heavily weighted in that conversation as well. So yeah, big big preseason vibes for us right now. We're excited on all fronts. And uh, you can check it out at SI.com. That's awesome. That is John Garcia. And of course, you can follow him on socials. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it there at John Garcia underscore Junior. Thank you so much to John. Really, really appreciate it. We will be back tomorrow to wrap up the week. And uh, yeah, we'll actually have a, a press conference to talk about. Eric Kiesel being made available to the media um, Thursday afternoon. So that'll be fun. That'll be fun. We will recap all of that for you. Make sure you're in the know going into fall camp, which starts Friday. We're so close. We are so close. All right. All that will be here. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com. Until then, we'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.